Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you got your Bible, open them to Psalms 100. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while what God laid upon my heart in prayer meeting last night and then continued today to work on my spirit all day long. Amen. I'm happy to be standing behind this pulpit tonight. Amen. To be, to know (laughs) at least where to start. (laughs) Amen. God has sure talked to me and helped me. Amen. I'm so thankful for every saint in this church, great people of God. I'm amazed. Amen. I walk through this church every day looking at your pew where you sit, and I think, God, there's miracles on every pew. Amen. Miracles on every pew. Amen. I'm thankful to be a small part of it. Amen. And I need your help tonight. Amen. Am I going to have an amen corner? Help me tonight. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Psalms 100 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. You're standing here full of the Holy Ghost. You ain't the one that made you full of the Holy Ghost. Standing here with breath in your lungs. It ain't you that did it. God did it. Amen. We are his people. Everybody say we are his people. And the sheep of his pasture. Everybody say, the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Hallelujah. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Come on, let's love the Lord in the house right now. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We praise you. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I want to preach for just a little while, if you will help me, about the sheep of his pasture. Hallelujah. Buddy, say the sheep of his pasture. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. I need your help tonight. I need God's anointing one more time. Amen. It's good to have Ezekiel here too. I didn't have a card on him. He's an old regular. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to preach about sheep for just a little while. Amen. Then I want God to have his perfect way in this house. Amen. I've preached many times about sheep, about their characteristics, and amen, I will just talk for just a little bit about them. Amen. And, and I, wanna, I want you to let it sink in. This is, this is who I am. And this is what God described me as being. When I began to study about sheep, one thing about sheep is that they are willing to be led. Amen. I'm starting with the hard part tonight. 
Amen. Sheep are willing to be led. Amen. Another thing about sheep is sometimes they can get lost. Another thing about sheep is if they ever end up flat on their back, they can't turn over and somebody's got to help them get up. You wonder why God wants you to assemble together with great men and women of Christ is that you don't know who's down tonight and who's up. You don't know who's fighting the devil and you don't know who's on top of the mountain. Hey, if you're down tonight, we're here to help you get up. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Man, shepherds love sheep because they're givers. Praise God. They're givers. Everybody say they're givers. Sheep were important. They were valuable because of their meat, their milk, and their wool. Amen. But when I studied today, something began to pop out in my mind. It was simply a statement that I was reading about them, and it said sheep were one of the first and the easiest animals to domesticate that there are. Hallelujah. Amen. Sheep are one of the easiest animals to domesticate. Amen. You know what domesticate means? You take something that's wild and you begin to work with it. Take something that's never had any training or teaching in its life. It's just lived a wild life. uh, And you begin to work with it and show it a little attention. uh, Amen. Feed it and water it and let it know you love it. uh, Amen. And it's not very long till it becomes domesticated. Uh, You know what? God wants to domesticate some more people in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. This is what happens. God takes wild people. God takes alcoholics. God takes drug addicts. God takes prostitutes. God takes atheists. He takes wild people. And he begins to pull them. And he begins to work on them. He begins to domesticate them. He begins to work on them. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The importance of letting God domesticate you is that he can use you once he tames you down. If you ain't got no control over your temper, if you ain't got control over your temptations, if you ain't got control over your flesh, you're wild. You need to come to an altar and let God domesticate you. Come on. Come on, love him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Why would someone resist what God's wanting to do in your life? Why would you resist God wanting to domesticate you? Well, there ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Ain't nobody. It ain't nobody. It's God trying to change you. 
Come on, I wish somebody just praise God for a little bit. I rebuke every rebellion. I rebuke every spirit that would resist the things of God. Hey, if you're going to be anything in the kingdom of God, you got to get domesticated. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't resist the change. Embrace the change. Well, this is how my family is. And I don't want you preaching to me trying to. Ugh. We're short tempered. Uh, this is just how we do things. No. Uh, when you get the Holy Ghost, uh, you get a new family. Uh, when you get the Holy Ghost, uh, you get a new name. Uh, when you get the Holy Ghost, all things pass away. And behold, all things become new. Come on, love him. Somebody ought to love him. Somebody ought to thank him. He didn't give up on me. He didn't quit on me. He just kept on. Lift your hands to the Lord together. Itarama shatarama ilama sandarabohose. Hallelujah! It amazes me. I said it amazes me. People that walk through the door, and when they walk through their marriages, two weeks from being finalized, divorce. They walk in, they got sickness in their body. When they walk in. Their family's in a mess. And they begin to make deals with God. God, if you'll help me out of this trial, I'll do anything for you. God, if you'll help me pay these bills, I'll do anything for you. God, if you'll heal my body. God, if you'll get me out of this jail cell, I'll do anything for you. And they're... And their mind is right for a little while. Their mind is thinking correctly for a little while. You know what God does? He accepts people's deals when it's a bad deal for him. I said he takes people's deals that ain't even good for him. He's better than you and me. Thank God he ain't me. Thank God I ain't him. Thank God he's who he is. Because he's merciful. Hallelujah. Amen. But when things begin to shift, you ride into church on a bicycle, eating at the food bank. God fills people with the Holy Ghost and begins to change their lives. And all of a sudden they hear the word of God begin to go forth. And all of a sudden, they want to bow up on the preacher. Who does he think he is? Trying to tell me what to do. Can I just preach the word of God to you? Jeremiah 3 and 15, this is the word of the Lord saying, I will 
give you pastors according to mine heart. And they're going to feed you. He didn't say they're going to pay all your bills for you. He said they're going to feed you with knowledge. They're going to feed you with understanding. The pastor's going to feed you. Hey, if you're here for the fishes and the loaves, when the preacher starts preaching, understanding and knowledge and what you need to get rid of and what you need to change. Hang on now. The word pastor is interchangeable with the word shepherd. Matter of fact, in the Hebrew, when you look it up, it don't even say pastor. It just says shepherd. Amen. In Hebrews, in the Hebrew language, he said, I'm going to give you shepherds after my own heart. And they're going to teach you some things. They're going to teach you how to stay out of trouble. They're going to teach you how to go ahead and live a blessed life the rest of your life. They're going to teach you how to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And he's going to receive you. He's going to teach you how to get a miracle in your life. He's going to teach you how to get blessed. He's going to teach you how to get the Holy Ghost. Hang on. The commandment for the shepherd was simply this. Feed them. Everybody say feed them. First Peter the fifth chapter, he say it again. Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. Praise God. Praise God. An example to the flock. Amen. When it's prayer meeting and the pastor's praying his heart out, you know what that means? You ought to be praying too. When it's worship service and he's jumping up and down saying, yes, you ought to be jumping too. The Bible said, and when the chief shepherd, everybody say the chief shepherd. When the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Let me tell you something. The Old Testament and the New Testament describe a pastor in your life as someone who leads you to where the green grass is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You may not like the pathway, but you got to listen to the shepherd. You may have to climb some mountaintops to get to the other side. You may have to walk through some valleys alone to get to the other side. But he's going to lead you. 
Amen. He's not the chief shepherd. He's not a lord over God's heritage. But he's the under shepherd. He's been given a heart that is after God's own heart. And it is a God-given position. And it's a God-given mandate to feed the flock. I hope you're hungry tonight. Because I feel obedient right now. I hope you came to God's house with a big spoon. Because God's wanting to feed some people tonight. Hallelujah. And he said to feed them, everybody say, with knowledge and understanding. Knowledge about what? About this book. Understanding about what? About this book. Hallelujah. That's why I don't have a Reader's Digest laying in front of me. I got a Bible. Because I got a mandate to preach knowledge and understanding to the sheep tonight. Amen. And so the Bible says simply we are the sheep of Everybody say his pasture. You know what sheep do in pastures? They start eating. Amen. Did you know that means there's a certain place? Amen. Where knowledge and understanding come from. Amen. Did you know that he made a distinction? I want you to be in my pasture. He made a distinction. I want you to eat. God's saying, I want you chewing on what I'm giving you. You know what the problem with the church is? We got too much appetite for the world and not enough appetite for the church and the word of God. It's time to get a hunger. I hope somebody gets hungry tonight in this house. I want the meat of the word. Want what thus saith the word of God. Hallelujah. Man, he's called us the sheep of his pasture, which means, amen, we're free moral agents. We can eat wherever we want to eat. We can live whatever life we want to live. Amen. But if we're going to please God, we're going to eat in his pasture. Hallelujah. Everybody say his pastor. Amen. I've heard people, I've heard people preaching, never even getting to the word of God. Well, I'm glad God's backing me up right now. Amen. I don't like new age preaching that don't open up God's word. Hallelujah. What's your appetite for tonight? What's your hungry for tonight? What's your taste buds salivating over tonight? I want more of him. I want more of his words. 
I've heard people preach before and it's just endless stories. I love stories. I ain't got a problem with stories. Remember, that ain't where God said eat. I never found God by somebody telling me a story. I found God by when they opened up the word of God and began to say, this is you right now. This is where you're living right now. This is who you are right now. I want to eat in his pasture. It's a lot of good resources on the internet. Hallelujah. Quiet. A lot of good resources on the internet. Let me tell you something. The internet is not God's pasture. Hallelujah. There's a lot of places on XM Radio they could probably tell you some encouraging stuff. Thank God for every encouraging thing somebody ever told me. But that ain't God's pasture. There's a place He wants His people to eat. There's something. Well, I it's hard for me to get out and go to church. Well, I just text me and I'll pick you up on the bus. Hey, we're without excuse. Hey, man, if we can't come to God's house. There's been a lot of good books that were written from the beginning of time. Hallelujah. You know men are just writers. It's how we communicate. It's how we express ourselves. Eddie James, he's a songwriter. Y'all ever heard the song, By the Blood of the Lamb? By the word of his testimony that we sing, that's the man that wrote it right back there. Amen. Thank you for using your talents for God. Hallelujah. People been writing books from the time there was leather and ink or whatever they wrote with. Amen. There's been a lot of good books written, but they ain't his pasture. The Greek philosophers wrote a lot of good books. A lot of moral stuff. You can read it and be encouraged. But that ain't God's pasture. They're so-called lost books of the Bible. Amen. Let me tell you something. When God said heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass. Don't fool yourself for one second to think something's lost that God wants his people to have. Let me just talk about it for a second. Hey man, people have been writing books forever. And in between the Old Testament and the New Testament, they just kept on writing. A lot of good books written, a lot of historical books written that could be used for 
a lot of stuff. There was a lot of books written for nefarious reasons and just confusion. And Amen. Some of them were pseudonyms where they would try to act like they were somebody else, like Enoch. Amen. Enoch didn't live between the New Testament and Old Testament. Amen. And so there's always been stuff that you could look at. But when we start putting stuff, that's why I like that, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of His test, because that's God's pasture. That's why. Boy, I feel like preaching right now. I feel like bragging on Jesus right now. I feel like lifting up the name that is above every name. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Uh, well, I'm hung up. Y'all help me. I'm hung up for a moment. Amen. Those lost books that they call them. They were never lost because the people that were there knew what books they were. They knew what they said. And they were never accepted as scripture. The writers even said they weren't scripture. The book of the Maccabees, he said, from the time of Malachi, there has not been a prophet. You know what they were saying? I'm writing this, but not under the inspiration of God. I'm just... Boy, I feel like preaching. Hey, man. This ought to be all you need to know about the lost books. There's one of them called Wisdom. And in the book of Wisdom, it says that Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Assyria <laughs> instead of Babylon. Praise <laughs> God. Now, if it's a lost book of wisdom and it don't even know who Nebuchadnezzar was the king of, it's not inspired of the Holy Ghost. All you need to know is uh, God's word is forever settled in heaven. Uh, there's 66 books in the canon uh, and God's got them all in front of you tonight. Uh, it's his pasture. Uh, it's what he wants you to eat. Uh, it's what he wants you to think about. Uh, hey, I'm happy. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody was saying, well, you know, the Catholic Church put them into their Bible. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. And they got a man standing in a booth taking your money. That's right. Saying he's going to forgive your sins. Yeah. Amen. Is that, you, you buying into all that? You think a man can wash your sins away? You think a man could remit your sins? Let me tell you when it happened. After Martin Luther, he was a Protestant. He got mad and posted the 95. I'm hung up. I'm sorry. I don't know why. He posted the 95 thesis on the wall of the Catholic Church. In the early 1500s, he said, if I could say it in Arkansas language, Y'all are crazy. 
his 95 things you're doing wrong that God's pasture said ain't right. So, <laughs> Catholic Church got mad. I'm just, I need to go on. Catholic Church got mad. Amen. They made them a new Bible. They took the canon, which was your Bible, and started adding all this other books to it. I guess they thought if they had more books than Martin Luther had, you could say, my book's bigger than your book. Do you know what I say? My book's better than your book. My book is Holy Ghost inspired. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. Hey, we got the best book. Hallelujah. 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 All them other things are just books. I said everything else except this are just books. Old Yeller was a book. To Kill a Mockingbird was a book. But I never found God in it until I got into the canon. God's holy inspired word. Hallelujah. You know what I'm trying to do? You know what I'm trying to do right now? I'm trying to build your confidence in these 66 books of God. Why is it important? Because we're coming up on a day where artificial intelligence will say whatever, whoever, whenever. It'll put words in your mouth and my mouth. It'll make me say things I never said. But this book is forever settled. I want to I want to put I want to build in these young people and these older these young married couples and older couples and older people everybody in this room I want to build your confidence in this book I want to destroy your confidence in everything that ain't this book because heaven and earth is going to pass away. If you think a government's going to save you at the end of time, you're mixed up. If you think a document that somebody else wrote is going to save you, you're mixed up. It's all in him. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. In this pasture, you can find strength. In this pasture, you can find salvation. In this pasture, you can find repent and be baptized. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of all of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift 
of the Holy Ghost. You can't find that in the book of Maccabee. But you can find it when you're the sheep of his pasture. Some people said, I just don't see it like you see it. You must not be eating where I'm eating. You ought to wake up every morning. My spiritual stomach is growling. I want more of the word of God. Turn the news off. Turn off talk radio. And turn on the word. Eat the good word. Eat the bread of life. Feel the Holy Ghost in this place. He said, Pastors, feed the flock. Don't feed them a lie. It's reading in Jeremiah, he said, They call themselves pastors. And they're saying, I said it, but I didn't say it. It's time to get in the word. It's time to preach the word. It's time to live the word. It's feeding time. It's feeding time. Everybody say it's feeding time. Are you hungry now? I said all that to say a few things. I want to feed you some of the word. I want to feed you some knowledge and understanding. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Bible where it says make a joyful noise unto the Lord and I read it and it said his people or his sheep should lift up their voice the original Hebrew didn't say we Hold tight. We're going to have a moment of silence as we all praise God together. 
I want to feed you what the Bible said. Come on, you said you was hungry for the word of God. When it's time to praise God, you open your mouth. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. and understanding teach them how to praise me can I feed you a little more the Bible says serve the Lord with gladness Don't walk through the door acting like it's the worst experience you've ever had. Don't. When you get the Holy Ghost, it ought to make you happy. It ought to make you want to rejoice. Hey, this is a commandment. You got to serve him like you're happy about it. Let the devil lie to you because you ain't got this one thing or two things you've been praying about. Well, God hadn't done this yet. Well, look at what he's already done, though. Look at what he's already. My Lord. Just thinking about Jason Essery two years ago. Was it two years ago? Laying on his back in the children's hospital. Half of a heart all he was born with. And it was failing. 
he was hacking up blood and they thought he was about to die. He was lost without God. They said, will you come pray for him? I said, I'd love to. When I got to that hospital, we started talking about living for God. We didn't talk about dying. We didn't talk about leaving this world. We talked about what it's going to be like when God gives you a miracle. Hey, you've seen a miracle, Brother Jason. You've seen God do great things. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come on. Come on. Who in this house has had a miracle in their life? Come on, if you've had a miracle, raise your hand. Now, how many of you did it happen while you were sad and mad at God? Or did something click in your mind? If he done it before, he'll do it again. How soon we forget what God's done. How could you be sad, Brother Jason? There's a king named David. When it was church time, this is what he said. Bahambug. No, that ain't what David said. He got to remember one day when he was about five foot seven or something like that. And there was a 10 foot giant in front of him. And he took up a stone and he, if God be for me, who could be against me? And he slung it and Goliath come falling down. church David it's Sunday morning David what are you going to do David let me tell you how I really feel I was glad want to serve him with gladness I want you to come down here and get another drink of the Holy Ghost
Come on, you've already been fed. It's dessert time now. you to think about all God has done for you. (laughs) I want you to think about what a wretched man you were before the Holy Ghost came in. I want you to think about what a mess Your life was when you were calling your own shots. We about to rejoice. Because he said... Can I feed you one more thing? There's, you ever seen a promise in a magazine or a newspaper and it's got the little bitty print below it? God's promises ain't got no little print. It's not subject to anything else. He didn't say if you feel good, and he didn't say if you feel like it, and he didn't say if you're talented, or you know how to sing, or or you know how to dance. He didn't say none of that. He just said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. said enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with with praise come on let a praise go you should have been there when I prayed to church was on fire and the Holy Ghost 